0: Not only is she a singer and songwriter well-known for her song, Blessings, and not only is she a busy wife and mom and a worship leader at her church, Laura's story is as well an author. As a matter of fact, one of her recent books is So Long Normal, and the concepts that she shares will be an encouragement as we head into the brand new year. Now, this morning, we are revisiting a conversation with her about what she has learned through the challenges of her life. Laura, welcome back to the conversation. Uh, thanks so much for having
1: me yeah so you must do pretty good because I think this is like our third or fourth time having you on <laughs> we keep uh, bringing you I don't back I <laughs>
0: So don't set the standards so high.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, obviously we've all gone through a crazy year and a half plus yes. now. Lots of people were doing different things during the COVID reality. How did you guys fare during this time?
0: You know, none of us have gotten sick, which is to mm-hmm. answer to prayer in and of itself. You know, it's so interesting um, how something like this, like a pandemic, so much devastation and loved ones that we've lost, things like that. And still, there have been some really sweet moments with our family mm-hmm. of slowing down, You're returning right. to, you know, that big piece of furniture with all the chairs around it. <laughs> 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 that dinner table. Yes. That you- <laughs> we've been too busy to all sit around together. There, there were definitely some sweet things resulting from it. But yeah, it's it's been a definitely unprecedented season the past year and a half or so.
1: Laura, you know, so many of us who know Jesus uh, during this time of uncertainty, we leaned into him. He spoke different words of encouragement. He pointed us to scripture. He spoke words of hope in our hearts. So for you, what was maybe a, a scripture that God gave you or a word God spoke to you or a song he quickened in your heart during this Window.
0: so much that God was was teaching me which when you see something unprecedented happening in our world often we think all negative but usually that is when the Lord um, chooses to do a work of unprecedented proportion mm. just a unique work, in a unique season. And I feel like that's what he's been doing in so many churches and so many lives of believers. For me, I'd say that one of the scriptures that just continued to come to mind and in Hebrews, the writer talks about God allowing a shaking of what can be shaken in order to reveal that which cannot be shaken, referring to him and his kingdom. And man, <laughs> Talk about a shaky time, which it was good to be reminded just because I look around and see chaos, just because I kind of assess my situation as everything falling apart and definitely shaky. It's not purposeless shaking. And even though, you know, God is certainly not the author of evil, he did not cause COVID, but he is sovereign and powerful enough to use even these hard things for his good. I know for me, it's definitely revealed how unsturdy my circumstances are and how if I'm looking for stability in life, I need to cling more to Him.
1: Laura, all of us, to some degree, are going to look back over the COVID years. Some unfortunately probably will be negative, maybe ways that we operated more out of fear and maybe even did some negative coping. But some of us are going to be able to look back and just see the fruit of God being faithful and leading us to be productive even in the midst of the chaos. I would think you'll be one of those because one of the things that got left in the wake of COVID here this last year and a half is a new book that you've written called So Long Normal, Living and Loving the Free Fall of Faith. Love to hear about the way God inspired that book in you over the last year and a half. The
0: book definitely inspired by the pandemic. I feel like my life kind of took a turn away from normal way before the pandemic. I married my my sweet husband, Martin, and within the first two years of our marriage, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so he lives today and our family lived today with a brain injury. My first few years of marriage were anything but normal and our lives, they don't look like everyone else's normal lives. For a long time, normalcy was just this thing we were chasing and could never quite capture. Until the Lord just kind of revealed to us that the reasons we were looking to normal were just all the wrong reasons. If I could just be normal, I could be accepted. If my life could look more normal, that I could have that security, whether it's financial or future or whatever. But God continuing to show me, no, 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 it's not normal that gives you those things. It's me. I'm the one that's stable, I'm the one that's secure. And when you begin to live like that, it's almost like you can let everything and everybody else off the hook. Your circumstances can change. But the way that you view life and the way that your joy and your peace, they're sturdy because they're in a sturdy person. They're no longer grounded in our circumstances.
1: Laura, as we've been talking this morning, we've all experienced lots of things over the last 18 months that even if it was just for a moment, probably led us towards anxiety and some fear. You talk about that big faith is not the answer. So what kind of faith is it about?
0: Well, I think big faith. That sounds heretical to right, say that big right. faith is not the answer. But the truth is, is when you think about mustering up big faith, mm. it really puts the emphasis on Us and on our ability to be strong. Mm -hmm. John 15 of Jesus talking about abiding. He's inviting frail, weak people to come and abide in God the Father, who is bigger and stronger than we could ever be. And that's why you know when Jesus talks about faith, he talks about having faith the size of a mustard seed. And if you've ever seen a mustard seed, you can barely see it. Like it's just tiny little thing, and you're going. Well, how is that kind of faith gonna get me through my cancer? Or how is that kind of faith gonna get me through pandemic? And the truth is, it's not about having big faith, it's about having little mustard seed faith in a big God Mm -hmm. and believing all I have to do is rest in his promises. All I have to do is be honest about my weakness, be honest about my frailty, and invite him more and more to be who he is in my life.
1: Lori, you're right about a concept that you call spiritual identity theft. (laughs) Tell us about that a little bit.
0: Oh, gracious. There's so much involved in that. But it's basically, who do I believe myself to be? And I'll tell you, it's a bigger picture than that, especially during pandemic, I think revealed all this to me because like most people, when all of this started up, I was glued to the television, glued to social media. I was hungry for the latest information. And, And there's certainly nothing wrong with looking to news outlets and social media or other people for information the problem is is a regular diet of that it actually begins to play into more formation hmm. than information yeah. everything that you allow into your mind is forming you but I began to realize spending so much time with these news outlets or whatever was forming in me I, I was just like a frenzied anxious person. And I realized the thing that I really needed to be running to was the word of God and looking to every promise that God gives us about who we are in him, about the unshakable people we can be because we have an unshakable God. And God doesn't just give us these promises. So often he qualifies them with when you walk through the valley, or when you're passed through the fire, or when you face trials. It's almost like he's written it to us for this pandemic. (laughs) When it comes to what I want to feed my mind and feed my heart, beginning to run to God's word first and saying, okay, God, before I face this frenzied world, I need you to remind me who I am, the security I experience because I'm your child, the firm and good future I can expect because I'm your child, and then I can handle all of the changing circumstances because I don't look to my circumstances for my identity, I look to you.
1: Laura, you write about the importance of community in your latest book. Developing community can be hard, of course, but why do we need to prioritize the investment in community?
0: I think first, when you think about what the scriptures say about the church, it doesn't say they'll know that we're Christians by our church services or our stellar programming or our beautiful marquee (laughs) signs. It says they'll know we're Christians by our love. Community is how that's experienced. It's like Jesus is saying that it should be the most outstanding characteristic of a Christian, not us having the right answers about why God allows a pandemic. People do need those answers sometimes, but they usually need them in the context of a relationship rather than us always showing up with an answer. We need to be showing up with warm cup of coffee, you know, rather than showing up with the answer. But what I think about community, it's how people experience God. My pastor, he would always say, experiencing who God is through God's word and through God's people. And a lot of times we just forget that we weren't created to be these Lone Ranger Christians. Mm We need each other, and God created us to need each other. The problem is, is in order to need each other, sometimes we have to come across as needy in America, so self-sufficient and independent. Sometimes people see that as a bad thing. But I've found, at least for me, you know, with our strange little life with disabled husband and four kids, it's a whole lot easier once we get to the point of saying, I don't have it all together. I need God, but I also need God through other people. I need other people to help me get through this life.
1: Laura, we've been talking to you uh, this morning a lot as an author, <laughs> you know, but most in the Migrator family have originally got to know you as a singer, songwriter. We can't let you go without talking about one of your latest songs, right? So talk to us about Hello Unknown.
0: I really was planning on just writing a book. And mm. then we ended up adding the Bible study because I always have more Bible content than the book people. Let me put in the book the way that it's structured. We're saying so long to so many things that we look to for stability, and but then towards the end, we begin to say hello to some things. We say hello to new life, we say hello to a new mission, to a new view of the world, and lastly, we say hello to the unknown. And that's kind of the scariest one because we're saying, okay. I'm going to be excited about my future, even though it's unknown. even though things may look <laughs> grim, like I'm going to be excited about it because I'm trusting my unknown future to a known God, a God who I know his character to be good, a God who I know his promises to be secure. It's a fun, upbeat song. I'm just letting go of everything that was normal, everything that I've looked to before for security and stability. And I'm just Stepping on faith in a new way that I never have before, expecting God to do exceedingly more than I could think or ask or imagine.
1: Laura, it's been a great, great morning, which I knew it was. I was looking forward to our time. Could you end us, specifically encouraging us about being tethered to life?
0: Man, I'll tell you, I had a interesting experience my first year on staff at Perimeter, and I write about it in the book, and I actually have a picture kind of symbolizing it on the very front of the book. I was asked by my staff team to do this zip line with them, okay? So I've I've been a staff at this church for 16 years now. It's amazing I made it past this group. first few weeks of being asked to do this Rope Scores team-building experience, and I was completely terrified. But one of the things that I love about this illustration is for anyone that's ever done a zip line, you go to the top of this platform, and then you have to step out. It looks and feels like you're stepping out, about to plummet to your death, but the truth is is you are tethered to something greater than yourself. And this line that's connected to this other line is secure and it will hold. You still have to take that step anyway. And I love the ropes course Wrangler that day. He said, "Laura, I, I can tell that you're nervous. I can tell you're anxious." And I was like, "Really? What what tipped you off? The fact that I'm like clinging to your arm like you, you can't even have circulation in your hand anymore." And he, he said he said, "Here's the thing you have to know about courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is acknowledging the fear and taking the step anyway." And that's so true. It's not that we have to just try to, you know, muster up all this courage. It's it's, No, it's okay that we're scared. It's okay that we're anxious. If we believe that we are tethered to God through the person of Jesus Christ, through his work on the cross on our behalf, there literally is nothing in this life that could ever separate us from his love. There's nothing in in this life that could ever thwart his plans and promises for us. And even though it's going to look different than we expect, and we're going to be scared at times, we will always be secure. And we truly can rest in that promise. Well, Laura, we really love it when you join us on The Morning Conversation. We always know that it's going to be a very rich morning, such as this one was. Thank you so much for sharing the morning with us today. Oh, you guys are the best. Thanks so much for having me so many times. Y'all are amazing ministry partners.